The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. How, Connor, has your training specifically differed since you've been diagnosed? Did you need to manipulate your training or how you prepare for training each day now that you have diabetes definitely yeah absolutely man um so i try not take an injection within two hours like this would be um my not wrapping my fast acting because it's just going to be so much more likely i'm going to have a hypo or if i don't have that option i'll reduce it maybe 50 percent um so then maybe i usually have like a banana before training maybe 20 grams of carbs and ideally i want my bloods about 10 just because like if we're sparring or something you just don't want hypos like i'd have to sit out around and it's just it's inconvenient so um definitely that just being very conscious what my sugars are at going into training and making sure i have equivalent sugar at the bench like i always have like pack of glucose sweets beside my water or shot just something you know top up through training yeah but apart from that like i'm I'm in better shape now since i'm diabetic than i was before like i've never trained as hard like i've trained harder since i've had diabetes since before like i definitely as an athlete perspective i'm in way better condition and why do you think that is why do you think you train harder um yeah i don't know like a really kind of i actually i couldn't give you a really good answer on maybe it's like i think with discipline that's one thing's in the diabetic has just really got good like uh i just i don't know i'm just willing to put myself in those situations like and I was very keen to get back fighting and something I really wanted to do with diabetes. And I suppose that's been really driving me forward, I suppose. Um, is, is there a part of you, Connor, that's kind of like, right, I've been diagnosed with this thing. And now because I have diabetes, I need to prove to myself that it's not going to hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I swear to God, on them runs early on, I was like, I'm going to get back give an ass <laughs> you know, i was like this ain't gonna stop me like <laughs> so you're more determined now that you've been diagnosed which is a good which is a good yeah, thing pretty cringy but like since i got sick i feel uh probably better shape and all which is yeah it's pretty crazy i suppose yeah that's amazing to hear what sort of diabetes tech do you use in terms of like do you have a cgm do you finger prick 
I finger prick. I can't have a CGM with the training I do. Like, uh, I was wearing a CGM for all the summer. Well, before, sorry, that's a lie, actually. Before I got back into full-time MMA training, like, where I was doing, like, grappling heavy rounds and then when it's heavy contact sparring, I just couldn't wear one. Like, um, I remember my first heavy wrestling session back. I had it wrapped up in compression tape. I was using a freestyle Libra. And I just take the compression tape off after and the lever just pops off my arm onto the mat. <laughs> I was like, never oh, again. Man, yeah, and it happened to me like last week, actually. So after my fight, I took a week off and I got a freestyle lever, like just to, you know, have one. It's so much, so way more convenient. Mm. And I went back wrestling then last Friday and same thing happened. Had it like taped up and all and just pops off. And is it coming off because somebody's kind of pulling it off you or is it because of the sweat? I think it's a bit of both. Like, you know, one of the locks in wrestling, like you get a good grip of the tricep um, and you could be pulling someone with that. So it's it's just hard, you know, and even like getting kicked and all in the back of the arms. Like, I just think it's just better to have a finger prick. Obviously, I know how great CGMs are. They're so convenient for other types of training, but just this training, I mean, I don't think it's possible. I'm almost stressing out even, <laughs> even thinking about it because when I, because I only got a CGM, I'd say maybe two a year and a half or two years ago so yeah. up to that point i was finger pricking for you know roughly eight nine years and even when i was playing football like i wasn't in any way like fighting in these <laughs> these hefty <laughs> pages and all these kind of things but even when i was playing football because i didn't have a cgm and i was finger pricking it's almost like i need to check my bloods before a match I need to check at half time and then i need to check it after but even yeah, with that yeah. it's it was so difficult to understand you know where are my blood sugars at right now because when you're running around and you're sweating and your heart rate is increased it's difficult to understand you know am i going high am i going low am i stable yeah so, oh man <laughs> when you're even sparring connor do you just check your blood sugar before you start sparring and kind of hope for the best until you stop or do you check it in between um, I actually really don't check it in between unless I'm feeling low. So basically, like I was sparring today, we started at 12, I finger prick probably 15 minutes before, 10 minutes before. And I've, I've already like checked maybe an hour before at this stage. So I first finger prick at 11, like say my bloods are six. Okay, I'll have 20 grams from a banana or something of carbs. Then I'll finger prick right before I start. I'm like, okay, maybe I just need a shot because this is going to be intense. So I just hope for the best. Like, yeah, it should do. <laughs> and it usually does. Like, I'm usually... Because you have adrenaline, you know, when you're fighting, like, your sugars would be rising naturally through adrenaline. So mm. I actually haven't had any problems. Well, say. that's what one of my next questions was going to be, was <laughs> the, the fact that you're getting into a cage, fighting somebody. It's obviously a, a very, very intense and stressful time on your body. Do you kind of alter your preparation for training as you would an actual fight? Because I can imagine that with an actual fight, your adrenaline must be pumping through you. Yeah, yeah. But like for training, if I have to stop, it's grand. But for a fight, like you can't, you know, that kind of way you're in there. And if, mm. if I'm like pulling out because my sugars, I lose the fight. So I just play it safe. Like, for example, my last fight before the warm up, um, I think my sugars were like eight. Like, I just kind of wanted them slightly higher that day because I was doing a lot of walking around. My teammates were fighting. I was watching their fights. And 
stretching and all. So I took a reduction in my insulin just to make sure like I didn't have any risks of hypo. So before the warm up, I was eight point eight around eight. I take fifteen grams of a shot. Then I warm up for like maybe twenty minutes. You know, it's intense enough. Like good sweat on. Check my bloods again. They might have been like similar enough around eight. So I take another shot. So I just doubled up the shots, like just to make sure when I go in for that, the max the fight can be is nine minutes at amateur, three rounds by three minutes. So just to make sure I'm not having a hype on there. Because even that's what the endocrinologist told me, the most dangerous thing about this sport, being diabetic, if you have a hypo in the cage, like, I am done. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, in man. both ways, somebody's going to be on top of you and then your blood sugars have just dropped so much. <laughs> oh, man, like, yeah, you're trying to be, like, the, I've seen a neurologist, brain scans are part of the criteria for fighting MMA. And he was just like, you know, the best fighters are the fighters with the sharpest mind because it's just about reactions. It's all about being the quickest person to react, essentially, like, you know. Um, so if you know yourself and you're having a hypo, your reactions aren't too sharp. <laughs> <laughs> no, to say the least. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.